Credit card. Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park. I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP, and I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. It's been a little bit. Man, some days I wish I were better at life and just could figure everything out, but I'm not. And to be honest, I chose sleep a few times when I wanted to record and get in here and put all the fun stuff on here but I didn't and I feel a little bit sad about it but I don't feel bad about it sometimes you got to make the right decision for you and it's not always going to be the fun one or the popular one but nevertheless I appreciate you hanging in there and appreciate you pulling up to the parking lot with me Uh, there's been a lot of cool things happening Uh, for one I Ran another half marathon. Mission accomplished. And uh, I felt pretty good about it. After the disappointment in Miami, now the fun was good because I was with my people and, you know, I enjoyed the atmosphere and everything like that. But I tweaked my ankle and didn't get to do as well as I wanted to. So I really tried to go into this time. I made a few adjustments to my training to make sure that I didn't wild myself out like I did before. Uh, But then I just kind of... I don't know, I think I changed my mindset on it because um, I found myself getting in a funk, feeling like it wasn't going to happen for me or I wasn't going to be able to hit my goal and uh, I just didn't like the way I felt about it. So I was really bummed about it. Uh, so I really just tried to do some work internally and just stop pressing so much, stop stressing about it. Um, fortunately, I didn't turn that stress into like overwork and where I could have hurt myself, but I, I just... I definitely didn't try to give up or didn't try to say that it didn't matter, but I did put a lot more emphasis into just making sure I'm enjoying what I'm doing, uh, reaping the positive benefits and, you know, really just letting loose and letting, uh, letting myself go and enjoy what was happening. So I kind of went in there with no expectations, uh, just the expectation to do well and be proud of the effort that I gave. And lo and behold, broke my my new record, Uh, got the goal that I wanted with time to spare, wasn't even rushing, Um, made some adjustments to the first mile. Uh, In the past, I had been kind of coming out the gate way too hot. Uh, So I scaled down a little bit and tried to be more consistent. And it's funny because as soon as I finished uh, this, uh, these two people came behind me and they just said, you know, thank you. Uh, You were so consistent. You were easy to follow. We just kept following your socks. (laughs) And I completely understood because you got to find landmarks out there. You got to find pacers or things that you can look at. So they said, you were the perfect person to follow because you didn't change. And I felt like that was a good life lesson. After all the ups and downs that I was doing to try to be better and to you know, try to smash my goal. I just went ahead and I don't know, stop me if you heard it, but ran my own race and ran at my own pace. And I was able to maintain even through the, the parts of it when I was, you know, in my head, like, Oh, I hate running. Why am I doing this? I still maintained my pace. Uh, If I felt myself getting a little too slow, I picked myself up. If I felt myself going a little too fast, I said, all right, you know, 
check where you're at and the proof was in the pudding and also somebody was actually there to witness it so it was very cool to do that it was very cool to hit my goal um but it left me at a point of what do i do now well i'll tell you what i won't be doing uh, i won't be running in another one in april uh, i think that's a uh, three in the last four or five months i think i'm good I do think I finally had my answer. If you recall the first one I ran, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to do the full and, you know, if I had it in my spirit and I wanted to see how, how I could do on the next two halves that I had. And I feel like I have my answer about the full. I feel good about it. I've thought about it. I've kind of put into perspective the training, the time, the, <laughs> the pain, the injuries, the healing. Um, the diet, what it takes to do it. And I'm in a good place and I can pretty much say that I am not going to do that. Maybe I'm not going to say never, but I just can't see it right now. (laughs) Um, It's weird because when you see the uh, races that have both the half and the full, everybody runs together at first. And then usually around like the 11th or 12th mile, They have a whole bunch of signs and arrows and people out there telling you which way to go. And so even for like the next mile or so after that, it's still pretty solid and you can just kind of see them. They're just on the opposite side of you. But once you get like into that 12th mile, they keep going straight or over to the right and you turn left and you go off this way and the whole crowd is waiting for you at the finish line and the whole crowd is like cheering you on in that last mile people that have finished before you are kind of walking it out and walking back and cheering on or maybe somebody is going back to see their friend or take pictures or you know just doing all that stuff and then you know you turn and you get to the finish line you get to the area the music is pumping it's a whole bunch of you know everybody's cheering and looking at you and you're looking at the clock to see your time which is awesome to see because i could see a one in front and not a two so i knew i had break i had broken my record so i was pumped so it looks really great but when you're on that other side you don't get any of that (laughs) it just says mile 13 and then there's somebody out there with a clock that's like yeah halfway and the crowd disperses and it no longer looks like you're running in a group race it just looks like you're out for a jog or a stroll but you just have a number on the streets aren't closed off like they were before. It's like half the street is closed off. Cars are going and traffic is resumed and people are outside eating. Uh, the people that ran the half are out celebrating. If there's any like bars or breakfast restaurants around or brunches, they're out there with their little medals on and they're just watching you like, damn, you only on 14. Mm. Damn, you on 17. Mm. And it just turns into a ghost town. It just turns into the walking dead. And I don't know if I'm ready for all that, to be honest with you. I like the I like the finish early. I was able to uh, ride down after work the night before, slept in an Airbnb, which was literally a bed and a bathroom. Um, I didn't know that that's what the B&B stood for. I th- thought it was something else, but it was, it was big enough for that. Got up the next morning. I uh, went to the starting line, went to the finish line and got home 
all by like 12:30 and it was like 3 hours away so that's the life i don't know if i can commit to another 2 extra hours on that journey but you know i'm not permanently ruling it out but it is not in the plans definitely not for 2022 who told you that might do greensboro again uh for my birthday but it was cold so i don't know if i'll do that one again i don't think i'll run any run any uh big ones over the summer because uh it's hot and that heat hits a little different those miles come a little bit stronger that way but i uh, will see but for now i'm happy where i'm at and it's time to refigure out uh where do i go from here do i create a new number do i retire on top do i you know see if i can do it again do i do something with higher challenges uh, shout out to my man PJ. He's trying to get me to do a Tough Mudder. I know people are into that and everybody's always got cool pictures, but I'm not good at climbing stuff. I'm not good at like ducking and crawling. I'm not good at any of that. And then you throw mud on top of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm definitely a detriment to the team there. So I got to, you know, work with my strengths and I don't think that's it. But we'll see. Not ruling that out either, but uh it is not high on the priority list. So speaking of priority lists, um, as you all know, uh, we lost our dog Bentley um, right after we moved into the new spot. And uh, you know he was 14 years old and it was pretty uh, pretty sad for everybody. And you know we were trying to figure out where do we go from here. And even in early talking about it, you know, as much as a year in advance, it was kind of like the running joke or the running theme that like, yeah, whenever he goes, we're, we're coming home with a brand new one. Like, we're not going to go any gaps without any, you know, four-legged pet out here. And I don't subscribe to that or subscribe to that because dogs aren't my favorite. Yeah, dogs aren't my favorite, so... I definitely didn't want to sign up for anything like that, but you know, I was at least entertaining. And then when he passed, you know, there's sadness and you don't necessarily want to replace him and you don't want to just reintroduce uh, something new back into your life like that. You need a little bit of time to grieve. You need a little bit of time to heal and you need a little bit of time to you know, make sure that the kids are good and make sure that they understand what's happening and, and all that. And so we did that and we took that and I think we got ourselves in a good place to, you know, uh, proper, properly respect him and where he was in his journey and appreciate the times that we had with him. Uh, but I know my wife was getting the itch. Um, kids were probably too. You know, there's a lot of talk of, you know, we miss Bentley and we miss um, having him around. And although they understood that he was gone, you know, they had memories. And so uh, we started to at least think about it and, you know, figure out where we needed to go and ask questions and who was out here and did we want to adopt or did we want to go to a shelter? Did we want to go to a breeder? What kind do we want? I'm team small dog. Like I'd get one of those purse dogs. Shoot, I'd get a purse to put a dog in it because I'm not a huge dog person. Um, I made sure that I wasn't going to get a huge dog. I don't want no Rottweiler, Pitbull, named King, or Zeus, or anything like that. Um, 
but I understand that it's all not practical for every dog to be like Shih Tzu or, or whatever else the little tiny ones are. So we had to figure out some compromises in there, but it seemed like I don't know where we ran into the right situation at the right place for the right price. Um, my wife did a lot of good research and we did some, some brief visuals and we had some good question and answers with people. And next thing you know, we got a dog. So we are back as a, uh, a dog family. The uh, priority jumped right back up on the list and we knocked it out. And I think everybody is happy. We kept a mild surprise for the boys, but, you know, we were slowly just starting to prepare him and put things in place. And he's here. And they were super excited. I'm probably too excited, but they're learning to give him space and also let him figure out who they are and, and uh, you know, just learn each other and figure out who he can jump around on and chase and who he can play and lay around with. Um, it's a good opportunity for the boys to, you know, pick up on responsibilities with making sure he's fed, um, making sure we can get him to go out. And, you know, of course, the uh, always fun cleanup. You forget about those things when you get a new dog because you're like, oh, we've been living the dream for so long. This should be straight. And then you're like, oh, he just peed. Oh, this is going to be horrible. So we're back into the uh, the new aspects of that, but it should be a good time. And that's really um, all I wanted to talk about today. I think I, I might have something else on the back end uh, coming up, but really that's what I really had to get off of uh, my thoughts as we uh, head into the end of the first quarter of the year. Hope you accomplish some goals. And then my only goal right now is to uh, successfully bring you guys to, through, and around some uplift. So uh, let's get to it. So I wanted to talk today about, um, in a little bit more detail, about what it felt like to get that marathon uh, or that half, with all respect. It's funny because... Uh, my kids don't all the way understand how it works, at least the younger ones. So when I came in, they were like, well, did you win? And obviously I didn't win the actual half marathon because those people are on pure titanium, vibranium and adamantium all combined in one. And we were running like those things in an hour flat or the full in two hours. But I, I accomplished my goal. So usually when I come in, and they're like, well, did you win or did you, you know, beat your record? And I'm like, no, nah, I didn't. They're like, oh, that's OK. They basically treat it as either if you're not first, you last. Ricky Bobby, either it's a win or a loss. And it's hard to explain that, you know, you don't have to finish first to win. You can finish in last and still be successful. Uh, and usually I tell them I didn't win and they, you know, try to console me, even though I feel pretty good. But. When I came in the house, I told them I won and they were so proud of me. And they're like, do you get a trophy? Do you get a medal? And, you know, I did get a medal, but everybody got a medal. <laughs> That's probably the, the one participation trophy it, it, you don't mind having. But it felt good to actually call it a win. There's so many times we move the goalpost on our goals and our dreams. I think some of it is healthy. You know, you celebrate on the run, you get you know, accomplished and then you make a new goal for yourself or you stretch it out further to see if you can beat it, to see if you can set up a new record or new opportunity. But sometimes if you don't stop and 
you know, give yourself that credit, uh, it can have some pretty uh, detrimental effects. So I think it's important to make sure that you recognize the wins when they come and then, you know, put it in its proper place and then you, you move forward from there. Um, but sometimes you work so hard to get to a goal, you finally reach it and you're left with a what do I do now point. Does it make sense to move the goalpost? Does it make sense to uh, advance to the next level? Does it make sense to stop and quit while you're ahead? Like on game shows or anything like that, or just shoot, even in gambling and even just making good decisions. Do you weigh out your options? I think the best thing you can do is if you're unsure, uh, don't force it. Um, There's nothing wrong with celebrating your success. You don't have to rest on your laurels and, you know, lose your drive. But it is okay to give your body and your mind a chance to heal and let yourself create a new opportunity and then go seek that. But don't feel discouraged about um, being in a time of limbo. Every every game can't be a championship. Every single opportunity can't be do or die. Everything can't be, you know, black or white like that. There are times when you have to kind of ride the wave and go with the ebbs and flows of things and, you know, figure out where you fit in, operate in the gray space. And when the time is right to move forward, just make sure you're in the best position to do that. And I think you can do that without having to create unnecessary stress on yourself to automatically jump into something and, you know, find a new goal or find a new reason or find a new why, it can become stressful. You know, we celebrate Michael Jordan and everybody else for, you know, picking somebody out of the crowd or picking that comment or picking that teammate or picking that Isaiah Thomas uh, to, you know, have a grudge with and and let it fuel them. But, you know, that can be exhausting if you have to find an anger spot in everything you do in order to motivate you to move forward. We celebrate it like it's a champion mentality and a warrior mentality, but those are also the same people that have to be drug off the battlefield or, or quote unquote die with honor. But if there's an option to live and, you know, survive and make smart tactical decisions, um, there's got to be an opportunity to rest. So uh, don't leave out your opportunity to rest, even when you hit your goal, even when you're striving for something greater. Uh, Make sure you incorporate uh, a moment to reflect and see where you really stand before you move forward. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. But I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad, and ugly. And hope you'll join me again. Because once I get done goal setting, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to remember where did I park, park, park.